You're listening to DraftKings Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Stu Guts. How's it going, huh? Another week in the books. Another week in the books. Week seven in the college football season. Week six in the NFL season coming up. Um, do you miss me, Bill? I've been gone. I'm in Chicago here. Uh, yeah, I, I do. There's something about your energy uh, when you're around. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's it just like... Uh, you're like a bad kid almost, right? But like the bad kid that the teacher like disciplines, but also likes yeah. for some reason. Like it's a yep. strange, it's a strange dynamic that you bring. But when you're gone, your energy is sorely missed. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I also feel like your energy is going to be sorely missed like every week for the next like six months because it seems like you're going to be in Chicago a lot this year. Uh, might be the next four years. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking, but uh, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be coming up here for the next four or five weeks. That's for sure. So, but th- they're weekends, Bill. They're not. You know, I'm not going to leave you. I'll be around till Friday, and then I'll leave for the weekend. I have a question for you. Uh, sure. Not to get too personal, but how uh, how is that received? Like your one daughter, who you're going to see play lacrosse, does she like that her parents are in town every weekend, or is it like an embarrassing thing? Or, or have we not gotten to that point yet? So for, for me and Rachel specifically, like we kind of 
you know, I make, you know, I always make the joke that, you know, Tony Baselli and I will go into the Hall of Fame together. Dwight Freeney's going to join us uh, today and, and he and I will be going into the Hall of Fame together. But wow. Rachel and I really did this together. And so and, and she acknowledges that to me all the time, meaning I coached her team. I, I put a stick in her hand and and I taught her how to play the game. And she learned so well and worked so hard that she ended up in a place like Northwestern to play lacrosse. So um, she's excited. I think she's happy that we're here uh, to see the games. Now, this is a bit of a longer trip. She prefer me come in on friday leave on sunday morning yeah i got in on wednesday and that's a little bit much you know yeah. and I, how does little... how does emma feel about her parents going to visit rachel every weekend so it's family weekend so my wife is actually going to syracuse for family weekend and oh. like emma can't wait for that right and i'm staying here to watch the lacrosse game <laughs> only because emma told me it was okay to do so <laughs> i knew that you were such a jerk you know that <laughs> well i mean but we have your boy dino on today you could have gone to visit dino and gotten max benefits out of this gotten <laughs> sideline passes or something <laughs> Like, I'm yes. surprised. Yes. Uh, Dino Babers is the head coach of uh, yeah. the University of Syracuse. He'll be joining us with Dwight Freedy. They have a big game. They're, they're undefeated. They play NC State. If they win this game, they'll be undefeated, headed into Clemson the following week. Uh, and he's going to join us with Freeney, who, of course, yeah. played football at uh, at Syracuse. What's the matter? It's a bad move by him because I don't think we've had a coach on yet who has successfully won the following week. <laughs> Are you shocked that Frank Reich is coming back on with us? Today? Yeah, yeah, he's joining us with Golic. That's not going to go well. <laughs> the last time we had him on, he lost four straight. <laughs> does he know that it's the same show? Does he remember? I don't know. I, well, yeah, I'm assuming he does because of uh, because of Golic. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, what a show we put together, huh? Dwight yeah. Freeney, a Hall of Famer, Dino Babers, the head coach at Syracuse. We also uh, have Sims and we have... Uh, we have our guys making picks again, and uh, our friend Carl Douglas wanted to come back. So Carl's part back of, this week. Yeah, he's part, part of the group. <laughs> what a strange group of people we have now. We have Chris Gronkowski, Jabba Chamberlain, Mojo Raleigh, uh, who doesn't go by that anymore, K-Funk, Jabba's personal assistant for many years, and Carl Douglas, O.J. Simpson's lawyer. Right. You know who we got to get next week, and I'm going to send out a request right now. We need to get Mattress Mac back on, I think. We do. Yeah. yeah well, what's going he, on with Mattress Mac? He Did made he another million dollars on something. <laughs> he made another ridiculous bet. I think he bet $10 million on the Astros to win the World Series and he'll win $75 million if it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Did he really? Doesn't he have his own sports company now? I don't. I just, he may not have any company if the Astros don't win. <laughs> do you want to put him in with the, uh, with Mojo and the guys? Oh, of course. Douglas? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah That's who we had him on with last time. Remember, they were like in love with him. Is that where all the weirdos go? Is that what we're saying? Oh, come on, man. That's I not nice. That. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I say that. But we're weird. We're in there. Like, listen, would you stick Golik in that room? No, not at all. Golik <laughs> wouldn't have the patience for that room. He would not would have you the stick patience. Sims in that room. I think he would not return our cards also <laughs> after that. It would be the last time we'd have either one of them on. I say that lovingly about the guys. I yeah, love them. I love that kind of guys. Yeah. <laughs> we talk to them more than we talk to the other two. So we barely talk to the other two. We say, okay, fuck, I can't get rid of. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Billy, we have a, uh, I want to get to Tariq Hill here in a second. Oh. Uh, and the Dolphins and what's going on with the ping pong tables. <laughs> Uh, but do we have a, a good story? It is. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, do we have a DraftKings game this week or what's going on there? We do go to dkng.co slash Levitard. You can play against us. It's 800 people again this week. It's filling up fast. Last week, it sold out again. Uh, so if it sells out again this week, I'll reach out to them, see if we can up the number of people next week. 
uh, for a second time, which is going to be the second time this month that we up the number of people participating. And look, we know that it's hard to find, okay? But once you do find it, every week, if you like subscribe or follow or whatever, you can automatically just rejoin. So once you get in, you're good. Don't worry about it. You won't have to go through this every week. But go to dkng.co slash Lebitard to join. We'll tweet out the link. We'll put it in the description. We'll find you a way to get there. So the Dolphins, this is such an interesting story because uh, they removed the ping pong tables after losing two straight, getting off to a three and out start. They removed yeah. the ping pong tables, right? And it was Tariq Hill or McDaniel. Someone removed the ping pong table. The leaders of the team. The leaders to get their focus back on just playing football. And everyone gave them credit for being leaders, for removing yeah. the ping pong tables, refocusing this team. Uh, but I am in Chicago and I am told that there have been developments to this story. So what is uh, like Tariq Hill has spoken about this story. What is going on here? Yeah, yesterday, Thursday, they caught up with Tariq Hill and he said, I'm replacing them with customized tables. They were old and dented. So I thought that the guys should get nice new tables. So we took out the old ones and new ones are coming. <laughs> it seems like maybe distraction wasn't what was at play there. It's and it was more leadership. distraction. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Don't worry. He told us we're professionals. We don't come to the locker room to play ping pong. So. <laughs> It's close on that one. Wait, someone questioned whether or not they were professionals. Well, they questioned whether or not it was a distraction. And he's like, <laughs> he, he took offense and he's like, you guys know we don't come here just to play ping pong, right? Which is, I mean, he's right. It's fair. Totally fair response. <laughs> but I love that everyone's giving him credit for doing um, the leadership type thing, the captain kind of thing, like getting, you know, refocusing the team. Let's focus on football. And really what he's doing is just upgrading the ping, the facilities, yeah. essentially. Yes. Listen, man, no one knows anything. Okay. <laughs> <Like that's, laughs> no because everyone anything. was doing that in the days leading up to Tariq Hill speaking about it. Yeah. Right? We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I will tell you, though. Put it on the poll. Will we tell you, though? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they believe us? I don't know. Put that on the poll. Why do you believe us? All right. So we have a lot of options. Uh, I have my picks as well. I was one six of one last week. College bill. Oh, congrats. Thanks. I'm still 22, 15 and two for the season. Uh, I was four, three and one in the NFL. But where are you going first here? We have Sims. We have Mike Golick. We have Mike Golick with Frank Wright. We have Dwight Freedy. We have Dwight Freedy with Dino Babers, the Syracuse coach. We have Mojo and the guys, Carl Douglas. Where are you? I mean, so many options, so many choices. Where is Billy Gill going first? We're going to start this week with Chris Sims. Wow. You rarely start with Sims. What happened? I like to build up to him, but you know what? Right out of the gate this week. Yep. All right. But he knows something, actually. He actually knows what it is that he's talking about, we think. Yeah. <laughs> God bless Sims. God bless Sims. Yo, yo. Wow. What's up? Dark shirt today, huh? Man in black. Look at you. There's our mother. See, right that's there, how dude. I know you don't ever you don't ever watch me, Billy, because I mean, I wear all black like yeah. three out of five <laughs> days a week or all blue like three out of five days a week. So shit. Let me Some tell you fan you are. Thanks for paying attention. Let me tell you something. I went to Peacock the day after the Dolphins came back against the Ravens to see you and you were nowhere to be found. You weren't there that Monday. I don't know what was going on, but I couldn't find I you can't anywhere. Work. I can't work 24 hours around the clock as much as NBC would love to f*** my life over and make that happen. I'm there at 11 o'clock on Sunday. And I don't walk out of the building till 1.15 at night. So yeah, I can't I get like up it. and do a, a 7 a.m. show. They wanted me to. 
I literally had to be like, eh, you guys want me to work like 45 out of 48 hours in a row. No, thanks. And they finally backed off. But yeah, I don't do Monday show in the morning. Sorry, Billy. Chris Sims is with us. He's our favorite quarterback. The Unbuttoned Podcast. Check him out right there. A football night in America on Sunday night football, not Mondays. (laughs) 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 At BFD with Mike Florio every day on Peacock. Big weekend coming up, Sims. But first, before we get to the big weekend coming up in the NFL, I can't imagine what big is like when he's discussing like does he mutter things under his breath about these you know these late hits these roughing the passer hits that we're seeing now in the nfl because the hit against brady was the single worst call i've seen in the nfl it was terrible yeah. i mean he's not he's not even muttering him underneath his breath and we haven't even had a whole lot of it, it's just flat out like are you kidding me i mean and that's the way I, I lose my shit right now it's crazy around and you should see me on sunday at nbc when these calls get made I go crazy. And the NFL, they got to watch out. It's, it's really, it's ridiculous. It yes. is. Yes. You know, and it, it's, we got to like, you know, n- nothing the passer is what I call it. Nothing the passer, right? <laughs> and then their new phrase in the NFL, the referees is when in doubt, whip it out. That's, hey, if it just looked, I didn't even see it, but the quarterback's on the ground. Let me, let me throw the penalty. I mean, there was a horrible one in the Chargers-Browns game. There was a horrible one on Dante Fowler with the Cowboys and the Rams. And with gambling going on, they're just setting it up for the fixes in. They want Brady to be in the Super Bowl. They want Josh Allen the week before the horrible call against the Baltimore Ravens. The week before that, illegal talking too mean to Matt Ryan by Chris Jones. Like, (laughs) really, the NFL has got to get the out of here with that. And I'm going to bag them hard. And and they're, they're in danger of going down a slippery slope here of like, it's going to cost somebody in the AFC or NFC championship game. And people are going to boycott the Super Bowl, And it's going to make everybody not want to gamble on football. And I'm going to lead the charge and go, don't watch the Super Bowl. It's not on NBC anyways this year. So who cares? (laughs) But if that's what they do, I really will lead the charge. And I'm, I'm sick of this. You're taking away defenses are it's ridiculous. First off, NFL wide receivers can do pick plays down the field, five yards down the field. No one calls that anymore. RPOs, every game I watch, there's a lineman five yards down the field and the quarterback's throwing a pass. Now you're not allowed to touch the quarterback. You're not allowed to touch the receiver. The receivers, I watch every game. There's five or six offensive pass interferences that can be called. They don't call it because it's just, oh, passing yards, fantasy football. Let's keep it going. And they're in danger of ruining the sport. It's ridiculous. It really is. That call right there, like the, the referee should be suspended for a week. Like you, you don't get to get to go in next week. You got to sit at home and like think about how stupid bad that call was. I want to know what you're like at NBC when one of these calls happen. Like what happens? Oh, what I literally go berserk. Like this, that, look at this bullshit. I mean, I go insane and they get a kick out of it. They like it. Poor Maria Taylor. I got to tell you. I mean, (laughs) oh, I know she likes it. She laughs harder than anybody. So she's yeah. But Dungy doesn't like cursing. I don't know what you're doing there. I mean, well, he's used to it with me now. He's used to it. So he knows. And as he reminds me, because I used to always swear and then go, sorry, coach. Uh, But but he kept going. You know, I've been in the NFL locker room before, Chris. You don't have to say sorry every time. So I I stopped saying sorry now. Uh, Mikey, yeah. what would you think of Zach Wilson last week? Huh? He, he was wonderfully mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> Since what do uh, you think? <laughs> uh, listen, 
Uh, I didn't think he was mediocre. You know, that's 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 a tough defense they're playing against. I thought the Jets, you know, the score's misleading. 40 to 17. 20, 27th against the pass. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. I know. But they've also, you know, beat some teams and beat Lamar Jackson. And I didn't hear you saying that quote then. Or, or mm. you know, when, when they beat Josh Allen, I didn't hear it then either. But mm. you're going to bring it out against your own team. You didn't ask <laughs> Which, me. again, is just insane by Jets fans. They're, mm. they're still. There's mad you're being successful, the Jet fans. It's it's crazy. We're uh, questioning but, our success. It's listen, we're yeah. not accustomed to being three and two after five games. I mean, it's a great yeah, spot. Well, I'm rooting for the Bills to lose this week. I mean, here we go, Mikey A. We are it, set up for our hearts to be broken. Zach Wilson was fine. He was fine. That's <laughs> yeah. I got no problems with what he did on Sunday. He was fine. But here's the but here's the thing, Mikey A. And Chris, and we talked about this a little bit last week. I don't think Zach Wilson has to be great anymore. They have drafted so well and put so much talent, young talent around him that I think he just needs to be good and not turn the ball over. Is that fair, Chris? I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I, I agree with that. And then if he could add just a splash sizzle play every now and then, that's when they become dangerous. You know, again, I don't think the Jets are going to make the playoffs here this year, but damn, I'm like, you got to be impressed with the direction of the way the team looks in the organization. The defense has made unbelievable improvements. You see young talent and speed flying around the field there. And then, like you said it, I mean, this is Zach Wilson game two. We were 2-0. and oh, you know, We're making big plays. And you're right, he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Uh, but, like, the Jets are one of those teams that I'd go, if it continues this way, watch out for them in 2023 where they could be a lot of fun to watch and a real – force in the AFC. Uh, Chris, have we seen the last of Baker Mayfield? I don't think so. I don't. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I found myself to be a defender of Baker Mayfield, one for how he was over in Cleveland. They did him dirty. And then, of course, the bad narrative started because why? He was a tough football player who played injured and tried to help his team out. And here, you know, He's unfortunately in a tough situation. You guys see enough football. You see Carolina, and they suck on offense. It's not just Baker Mayfield. You know, it's 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 issues across the board. It's a it's an average scheme. They can't run the ball. They can't pass protect all that well. So I don't think this is the last of them. But we're on the verge of maybe he has to get relegated to a backup quarterback, pick the right team and situation, and then wait for his next place again. Uh, you know, I think, or or holdover quarterback, prove yourself, or we might drive the quarterback. I think he's on the verge of kind of being relegated to that, to your points to God's. Uh, it's interesting. I was thinking about this uh, yesterday because I have him on my fantasy team. But uh, Lamar Jackson, Why? well, because he hasn't been as good the last couple of weeks. Like the numbers are down from where they were the first three weeks. And so I was actually thinking about this, Billy. Don't ask me why. This is what I think about. These are the things I think about. Like, Chris, I know they're evaluating Lamar Jackson and try, the Ravens are and trying to figure out how much money should we give him in the offseason. I think Lamar should also be evaluating the Baltimore Ravens because this is what we never hear about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. How come Lamar Jackson is never the quarterback that doesn't have enough talent surrounding him? Like, they right. want him to go out and win f- games by himself every single week, and he can't do it. I, I agree. I'm with you all the way. I mean, their defense is not fixed by any stretch of the imagination. They got fortunate that they played the Bills in the rain or that would have been a shit show and Josh Allen would have tore them apart. They dropped passes all over the place. And it's a matchup league. You know, I picked the, the Ravens to win the game in a close one last week. 
just because I went, this is the week where maybe their front four can get to the quarterback because the Bengals' offensive line is, is worse than last year to where they won't have to blitz and leave people wide open all over the field. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. And I, it's something I've tried to say to a lot of people throughout the last two and a half years. You know, they're a running football team that doesn't run other than him. And then, you know, he's shown his ability to be an elite passer. But like you said, it's not top-tier weapons. And it's not a scheme that I think everybody is like, oh, wow. You know, the phrase I've been using with them a little bit is they're a pass-first running football team, which is odd. That doesn't make sense. Uh, and they, he has great leverage because they built the team to fit his style of offense. But I, I'm with you in the fact that my, my partner, Florio, he doesn't think it's out of the realm that Lamar goes franchise tag franchise tag and tries to go somewhere else or maybe power play it after the season here. We'll see. I find it highly unlikely, but to your point, he's the best thing they got going in that organization. And they're crazy. If they let him out the door, I thought you were saying you had Baker Mayfield on your fantasy team, the way no. that you like transition from one That's to the other. I, I figured you misunderstood. Yeah. That. Right. Cause I have Lamar right. Jackson on my fantasy team too. But when you were like, he was talking about Baker and you're like, I have him on my fantasy team. I'm like, why on earth would you have him in a position to get any points for you? <laughs> That's a good point, Billy. Right. Even if I did have him, I wouldn't start him. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Russell Wilson, torn lat. Convenient? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Tell me, you know what? Do me a favor. Tell me you have a torn lat before you play that poorly. Okay. Is that fair, Chris? I know. That's, that's why Russell Wilson rubs people the wrong way, I think. He's always worried about the narrative and being political and making sure his side of the story gets leaked out. We, I didn't want to get traded, but if I do get traded, I want to go to the saints, the Raiders, the blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Oh, okay. Um, going on Jimmy Fallon a few years ago. I mean, Jimmy Fallon is asking him, Hey, so you got a chance to be the highest paid player in football. I mean, like Russell Wilson camp told them to ask that question to start that conversation. Yeah, he's a little too worried about that stuff at times. And uh, it does seem like an excuse. You know, I don't like everybody piling on Russell Wilson now that sure. he's not playing well, right? right? And and that's not cool. Listen, he is what he is. You know, at this point, it's not fake. It is who he is. He's kind of corny, and he's yeah. that kind of guy. I don't right. mean – and he owns it. And I got no problem with that. And he's been a baller. He's playing like crap right now. I broke this down before last week's game – Listen, there's there's people open. He just ain't throwing it. And if it's not a one-on-one -on -one shot or the first read of the play isn't wide open, then it's like, whoa, look at the rush and let me find a check down. And, of course, everybody got to see that live and in person last week, again, against the Colts. And in the last play of the game, that kind of said it all. Like, that play is made to go out there to throw that slant to K.J. Hamler. But for some reason, no comfort in the offense – predetermined where he thought the ball was going to go. I like Cortland Sutton bigger or more because he's a bigger receiver and just goes there and had an easy completion for a touchdown there to, to win the football game. The name of that podcast is the Unbutton Podcast, Football Night in America as well. Cowboys and Eagles this Sunday night, PFD with Mike Florio every day on Peacock. 
one of the many things I love about you and your analysis is you just see things that we don't see. And so it never dawned on me that the Bengals aren't using Jamar Chase correctly or the same way they're using him or were using him last year. So what's the difference? What are they doing? What are they doing wrong? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, that's another thing that I, I, I hope that I was, you know, a little bit of a, a week ahead of the curve of everybody realizing at least, because this is something I've talked about on my podcast really for about the last three weeks where, it's too, and I said this before the ravens Bengals game, I just said it's too reliant on the Jimmys and Joes and there's not enough X's and O's. And I think I've told you a little bit, of it. it's just break the huddle, line up at the same formation, play after play after play. He never shifts, he never moves. His route tree, as I put out in social media, and I think other people have too, I mean, it's it's fifth grade bullshit. I mean, it's it's a go route and a slant route and a five-yard out route, whoop the f- do like i don't care if you're superman with seven rockets up your ass if that's your route tree the defense are gonna stop you i mean what the are we doing in cincinnati and i'm saying that because i actually i like them and i love joe burrow and i like zach taylor and i'm hoping he hears this that they gotta be more creative and stress people out a little bit and it's gonna help their offensive line you know that's the other thing like the dolphins you guys watch the dolphins they don't have the best offensive line but McDaniel does a great job of not letting like defensive linemen pin their ears back, right? Because it's this guy's this way, this guy's this way. He throws a screen, he throws a screen. It's the outside zone. So they're always like, and then when it comes time for a drop back pass, they're all like, oh, wait, I can go rush the passer. And it takes the aggression away. Cincinnati is like, we're in the shotgun, we're in the formation, you know the protection, and you know our simple plays. So come and get us. And the difference is this year compared to last year where they don't get away with it. Last year, at least they had a semblance of a running game, Stugatz. They had a little bit of a, you know, Mixon ran for what, 1,200 yards last year. So that at least made teams respect that. And then they had the play action pass off of it. And they got a good base core of plays. They just need some splash and some sizzle, some game plan specific plays. And that's where they're dropping the ball right now. I have to object to one thing you said. I I do feel like if you were Superman with seven rockets up your ass, you wouldn't need an offensive line. You'd be fine. I I guess you're right. You're right. All right. Way to keep Uh, me straight on the straight and narrow. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe six rockets. He'd need an offensive line. Uh, Matt Jones, is he going to lose his job? (laughs) Like Zappy is pretty good. I mean, he, he is very good. But, like, li- listen, this, is, this goes back to our conversation last week, right? Well, are we literally going to do this every week where the backup quarterback comes in and plays a game and they win and we're going to go, maybe they should bench the starter that they believed in for a long time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where it's like the Matthew Stafford-Jared Goff conversation, the Cooper Rush, you know, Dak Prescott. How did how'd the Cowboys beat the Rams with Cooper Rush? I can tell you why. He threw for 100 yards. Their defense is amazing, all right? So, but, and this goes for this one, too. Zappy, good. Don't get me wrong. And my buddy Mike Florio thinks there's some friction between Mac Jones and the Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. And it's something I want to dig into a little bit and, and see if I can make some calls to figure it out. Because usually when he says something, he knows something like that. But here's where, you know, first off, the game itself. Dan Campbell just served it up for the New England Patriots. I mean, first, let's go through the game in the context a little bit. Bailey Zappi at one point was five for seven for 60 yards and an interception, and they were up 13 to nothing in the football game, all right? And Dan Campbell, yard line, first drive of the game, it's fourth and one. 
you go for it like you're playing Mahomes or or the greatest show on turf with the Rams. If you don't give it, you're literally going like, hey, I just want to give Bailey Zappi some confidence. You guys get down the field and get a field goal. And good job, Bailey Zappi. Yeah, but you coach the Lions. You shouldn't worry about them. I mean, that's what it was. All right, the next drive, they drive down. And Jared Goff, horrible interception. Let's keep Matt Stafford. All right. And then after that, they go down the field again, and it's fourth and nine. They're down six to nothing, and they go for it, strip sack, fumble, touchdown. It's insane, insanely stupid. They just gave the game to the Patriots. Bailey Zappi's been good, but my point was that game was the fell the right way for them. And the other thing Stu Gotts is that I don't think people are talking about enough. Patriots run game right now is kind of an unstoppable force. It, yeah. It's three weeks in a row where they ran it right down the throat of the Ravens, then did it to the Packers, and then did that to the Detroit Lions to where, you know, playing quarterback with that formula is very easy. They don't ask him to do much. So it was a good start, certainly. And I do think that, like, Belichick is probably – he's had a chance to go, like, no, Mac Jones is our starter. I, I could see him being tactical and not saying that because – Mac wasn't playing the best. And as we talked about in those early games, he made some stupid mistakes that hurt them. And I know that bothers them with the way they have to play, which is control the game, play defense, run the ball. And maybe he's just trying to scare Mac Jones, but I don't think they're ready to go Bailey Zappi yet. All right, Sims, we love you. PFD with Mike Florio every day. Uh, Peacock, Unbutton Podcast. Uh, check that out. Football Night in America as well. Big one, Cowboys and Eagles coming up. Anything you want to promote on the way out? We appreciate you, man. No, anytime. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for that Eagles-Cowboys game. I really am. The Cowboys are – I mean, we know their defense is really good, right? But I'm like a little bit on like, are we watching like the 2015 Broncos here or the 2017 Jaguars where like the defense can almost win games by itself some weeks? And uh, it's pretty amazing right now. I mean, they seem to score a touchdown or give their offense the ball on the 10-yard line like every game. Yeah, And, of course, this, this Eagles team is really good, so I'm excited to see kind of the, the clash of the Titans there. That defense versus that Eagles offense is going to be pretty awesome. Dwight, where do you live at now? West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> no more snow for me, man. I'm staying away from that stuff. No more shoveling, no more 100 inches during the winter. Uh-uh. Wait, Dwight, he should understand. He's from Hawaii. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know that. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. What polar opposites? Like, how did that happen? Coach, I read somewhere that you said the summers in Syracuse were nicer than the summers in Hawaii. And my two part question is did you actually say that? And what were you on when you said that? <laughs> First of all, I was born in the 60s, so I could have been on some outstanding stuff. Oh. <laughs> but I was not. I was not. I was not on anything. And that statement is not correct. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This, here's the statement. This is the statement, okay? The second prettiest place I've ever been in the summertime is Syracuse, New York. If you get out here in the summertime, no humidity, you guys, if we want to drink water, we go down to the lake and we drink some water. We're not going to get three eyes. We're not going to start glowing in the dark. I mean, the stuff is fresh up here. We want to eat something. We catch it. We eat it. There's a very good chance we're not going to be okay. This is a beautiful (laughs) place. But the prettiest place I've ever been is Hawaii. Oh, absolutely. Second prettiest place this summer is Syracuse, New York. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I, I don't know about drinking out of lakes. Yeah, don't do it, that, Dwight. It, it, it is pretty nice. <laughs> so you get bacteria and like those amoebas oh, that eat your no. brain and stuff. You don't want any oh, of that. Yeah. We're not doing all of that. Uh, Dwight, how fired up are you for this game? They got a big game. Syracuse does against NC State. I think Syracuse alum have been waiting yeah. for a game like this. Coach has probably been waiting for a game like this for, for quite some time. Uh, Dwight, how fired up are you for this? Because they win this game. It's on to Clemson. They got uh, Notre Dame coming up. Like Syracuse yeah. has a shot to do something special here, man. No, absolutely. I'm super excited. I'm about to bust out my orange stuff. You know, listen, it, it's been a long time since I, and I can't even remember the last time we had two ranked teams, obviously us and another team in the top 20 playing for a while. It's been a while, you know, and, and, and for me, you know, this is you have no idea. Like me being there in the in the in the NFL locker room, can't say nothing. Not every all the Alabama guys talking trash, everybody else talking trash, and I gotta listen to all of it. I pretty much shut it off for a couple of years there. But now my man Dino has this program turned around. And uh, I, I'm telling you, man, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Coach, is this the uh I don't know, is this the biggest game you've coached in? You know, I, next game. watch this. This is what I'll say. This is a this is a big game for Syracuse, and I'm excited about that. I, you know, I'm like Dwight. Dwight had a long career. I I went back and I looked at all the people that Dwight. I have this thing where I look at all the people, all the teams that Dwight's played on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna know a whole bunch of guys he played with. I came up with like four or five names. You know, I, it was like, and he may not even know these guys. A Satelli, uh, a Freitas. Okay, uh, yeah. Justin Hickman, Gabe <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Martin. Right. So he's got 14, 15 years, and I've only come up with four or five names. Some of them in their first year, he <laughs> might not even know the name. I'm like, this is bad. But when it comes to this football game, I'm excited about the community. I'm excited about 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 what's going to happen on campus. And yeah. and 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 watch, Dwight. I'm serious. Dude, I've been around long enough to know that even when you're in the league and, and your school is playing and, and you got to take those bets and you got to pay those bets off Ooh. and you can't turn the bet down. You know the rule oh, in the NFL. You can't turn oh, the bet down. And, and, and when we do win, you're talking about getting some love back from the guys in the pros. I mean, the phone's blowing up off the hook. They're like, yeah, coach. Yeah, good God. <laughs> it's going to be a big game. I'm excited for the guys. I'm excited for the community. I don't know if it's my biggest, but I can tell you this right now. It's the biggest one on my plate right now. No, absolutely. And you hit it right on the head. You can't – listen, I can't run out the locker room fast enough when it was all those years prior to 10 years ago. Oh, it's a Saturday? Let me get out of here before somebody tracked me down. Oh, we playing Syracuse today. I'm – Gone. You see tires screeching, and you know what I'm saying. But now, people leaving notes on your windshield, <laughs> coach. I think I, I want to send Freeney up to Syracuse and see if you can sneak him into the game. Can you do that? No one yeah. will notice. Yeah. Hey, watch this. Dwight don't have to. Dwight's at home. He doesn't have to sneak anywhere, man. There you go. He'll stand right next to me in the box. It has. We have no issues if he gets here. <laughs> Freeney, when are we going to a Syracuse game? Come on, man. What does he got to do? I told you I am not going back in that snow. <laughs> if they're understand. undefeated when Notre Dame comes, Dwight, we got to go. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they're undefeated, I'm going to make an appearance, okay? All Other right, Dwight, we're getting telephone numbers when this is over. We're getting uh, telephone numbers. You, yes. got, you got it, dog. You got I it. Love, I love that. I've watched your team play a lot. It's amazing when your kid goes to a school that you really – and don't take this the wrong way – that you didn't really care about or think about when you were growing up. All of a sudden, I've become the biggest Syracuse fan uh, on the planet. And so I've watched most of 
of your games this year, and I watched some games last year. The difference between your quarterback this year and last year is, to me, it's it's amazing. And so uh, you tell me, you tell us, what is the difference? How did he get this good? Because he's been great this year. God is good, brother. God is good all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, he's, you know, watch this. He is, he's really worked hard on changing his perception. He's really working hard on letting everybody know that, hey, I've always been this quarterback, but people didn't believe in me. If you start thinking about since high school, people look at him and the first thing they wanted to do is change his position. It kind of reminds me of somebody back in the day when he played quarterback, me, 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 and they could see how fast I could run. They could see how big I was. And the first thing they want to do is change my position. Now, nowadays, that's not an issue. But, you know, this kid is athletic and he can play other positions. But uh, the position that's in his heart, the thing that makes his heart beat is playing quarterback. And I'm just glad that he's finally got an opportunity to show people what he can do. No, no, man, I love it. And talk about that defense, though. I mean, that's what I like. You know, you guys, you guys are in the top 10 in the country yeah. um, this year. What, what's changed from like last year and this year? Dwight, watch this. We were good on defense last year. We didn't, we didn't, we were bad on special teams. We didn't score enough points on offense. We could run the ball, but we, we couldn't put points on the board. We were good on defense last year. And one of the craziest questions I heard is that when people were taking the little tours around campus, mm -hmm. and they're asking me about our defense. I'm like, our defense is going to be good. It was good last year. It's going to be good this year. Yeah. And they're kind of looking at me like, well, you know, you guys are picked last. And I'm like, you guys, I'm telling you, we're going to have a good defense. Um, yes, sir. Okay. All right. Lord and behold, boom, chakalaka. How you like yep. me now? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I just want to have the two of you on every week and just let yeah. the two of you go. Just talk. The two of you, okay. <laughs> Dwight, what'd you shoot today, by the way, on the golf course? Listen, it was a monsoon out there. I had no business trying to finish that. <laughs> Not round. good, it but sounds don't, like. Don't, don't, only reason. Well, no, it was real good. Coach, he's making the, excuses. The thing, I mean, yeah. Listen, the only reason why, listen, only reason why I stayed out that long is because I was winning all of my bets across the line. If I would have been, if I would have lost, I was, if I was losing any of those bets, the first little lightning, one little drip of anything, I'm gone. <laughs> so I'm wait gone. a minute, wait a minute, Dwight, you you're about to turn into my idol. So you actually have a handicap. What's your handicap? Well, it depends on who I'm playing, right? Coach, he's being humble. He's like, Coach, right, exactly. That's so well said. What if you're playing against Jordan? Go ahead. I, I, I'm a five right now. Okay. Coach, he's I'm good. He's really Dude, good. That is, hey, right on. That's strong. Coach, I think I'm a 35. <laughs> Coach, I have way too much time on my hands. Exactly. Way too much. Way too much. Well, I tell you what, if I ever get good in golf, that probably means I had a lot of money. Because I'll tell you what, right now, I'm not very good at that game. And a lot of time. You're good Stay at what coaching. you're doing now. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Uh, Coach, we appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. And uh, hopefully you guys will keep it going. And if so, Dwight. Dwight, by the way, have they retired your number at Syracuse yet? Coach. No, no, no. Coach. 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 No, 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 no. They can't. They, they haven't retired. Well, maybe they retired the 44 now. I think they have. But that's the only number that can be retired. We've retired the 44, but uh, Mr. Farini, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, we talked about the Notre Dame game, didn't we? Okay, yeah, we so we're – you, you just said that if we find a way to win, yeah. that you no snow on the ground, Notre Dame, you'd be back here. Yeah. 
You did say okay, that. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Okay, no, I, mean, no, I, didn't, it, I, mean, I didn't hear it right. I didn't. Yeah. Listen, all I know that is statement. When, when, when do you guys play Notre Dame? Well, you ain't supposed I'll, to know that. I think it's Next the 29. Right. But he's focused on this week. You know that. There you go. The only thing that matters is this week anyway. Hey, watch this. I'm focused on this week, but you know I have not had an opportunity to shake this young young man's hand yet. So if I can get an opportunity to shake hands with a defensive lineman that knows how to get to the quarterback, that can actually come back home and maybe have a little kumbaya meeting with that defense that's ranked in the top ten, now that's good cooking. Mm. Oh, that's that is. Cooking. That is. Shoot. Dwight, I think he was headed towards a direction where we go to the Notre Dame game and perhaps you get your number retired. I mean, retire my number, I'm there. <laughs> no, it's all good. All right, coach. We appreciate good your luck. time. Good, good luck, luck this weekend. Could be fun to watch you guys. Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, all coach. Right. Freeny, we had you headed into the uh, Ring of Honor in Syracuse, man. Like, because yeah. I was up there, Dwight. Check it out. Like, I was up there visiting my daughter, and I was looking around yeah. the Carrier Dome or the RCA Dome. That, now, mm -hmm. uh, that's what it's called now. And I was like, "Hey, where's Freeney's number? And it's not retired yet. Where's McNabb's no. number? It's not retired yet. Yeah. You guys should have your numbers retired, man." You know, we're not in control of that. You know, right. and and the truth be told is. Defensive players, we always get the scraps. We get the scraps. <laughs> we, you know, we get all types of things happening to us. They call freaking roughing the passer when it wasn't roughing the passer. They, they don't even care about it. We're pawns. We're pawns. But Dwight Freed, if they call like the Chris Jones call, right? Yeah. If they called that against you when you were playing, would you quit? I would <laughs> it's be absurd. Well, no, no. I would probably have gotten ejected from the game. Really? I, I, I Listen, listen. I thought, and I think I might have tweeted this, and I don't really tweet much, but now they got me paying attention. It's, it is absolutely absurd of what they're doing to, to the integrity of the game. And, and, and I, I just know that the NFL needs to find a way. Love the game. It's done everything for me. But it needs to find a way to keep the integrity of the game. You know, I get it. We need to protect. Protect the quarterbacks, all right? even though how hard that is for me to say, it, it, I, I, I get it. But there are other guys out there right. that, one, deserve protection. Mm -hmm. but, but two, that type of call is such a monumental change in the game. It will yes. go from third and whatever to an automatic first down. All right? And, and what they need to do, do is they have to look at it and say, okay, this guy deliberately, you know, the intent of it, A, that needs to be factored in. B, it needs to be a reviewable call. All right. The week prior to when Grady Jarrett had attacked, I thought that was the worst I've, I've seen on, on Tom. Agreed. I mean, the guy is 300 pounds. Tom is running away from him. The only possible way you can make that tackle as a defensive lineman, as he's running away, is you have to wrap him around the waist because you can no longer grab him up top because he's running away from you. So his momentum takes him and swings him down. How is that a, a, a uh, unnecessary roughness? What's unnecessary about it? It was very necessary if you were going <laughs> to make the play. That's the only way you can make the play. Right? Right. And then this one, and this one is just disgusting. Excuse me. Look, the guy is 340 pounds. He is running downhill. The quarterback is stopping to throw the ball. His momentum stops. How is he supposed to not land 
on the quarterback. It's literally impossible. The people who make these rules have clearly have not played defensive line or have gone after a quarterback. They have not because it's literally impossible. That is why when you see the games and every time the quarterback gets hit, it's every time it happens, you're thinking, hmm, is this a penalty? Is it not? Oh, they didn't call it that time. Oh, they should. It, it, because it is literally going to happen all of the time, the things that you've seen these last few weeks that have been called penalties. So they decide, I'm not going to calling it this week, this particular ref, because the way he sees it. And the other ref says, oh, no, that by the rule, it's that. What are we, what are we supposed to do as defensive players? We can't right. do anything. Yeah. We can't do anything. I love I love the idea of you being flagged for something like that and being thrown out of the game. Like, what are you doing? Oh my god! Oh my god! What's happening now? Oh my god! I'm talking about straight. Like you know, you know how when you watch baseball, you see the when you see when you see like like the 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 head coach come out there and he's spitting all up in the in in the ref's face and the umpire's face. He's going crazy. He's kicking dirt. That's 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 going to be close. To what I probably would have been, would you know? Listen, you know how hard it is to get a sack in this league, right? Yeah, it, it, it isn't. It isn't just like things falling off the tree and just like, oh, here's this. It might be that for some guys, but for me, it wasn't that. It was literally fighting through double teams, trying to find a way because I know I got game plan that entire week. I have five opportunities to get a sack, and I finally got there. I finally got there, and the ref takes it away. Are you? Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) You're getting me upset. You're getting me upset right now. I'm (laughs) sorry. I don't don't want to get you upset. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, An upset Dwight Freeney is not what I was going for there. I feel like you're going to tackle me. I do. Yeah. Well, you're glad you're not here. I'll probably get flagged. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dwight, we appreciate it, man. I'm excited for Syracuse. I really am. This is uh, it's one of those cool stories. If they could beat NC State here and set up a big one against Cle- imagine they beat Clemson, Dwight. That's going to be fun. Right? Well, you know what? They've always played Clemson well. Now that right. has been at home. I hadn't yes. seen them play them great on the road. Right. But you know, it's the next game. The next game is the most important game. So you um, know, coach is right. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Big year for you coming up, Dwight, for us, for me and you. Ring of Honor, Syracuse, and Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame. Let's do it, man. Yeah, man, hopefully. For us. Hopefully. Yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. 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 what do you mean? I'm going in with Dwight. All, yeah. all the work you put in. I got <laughs> yeah. Maselli in, I'll get yeah. Dwight in. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, everything you've done for my career. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, Maybe you're welcome. You That's very kind of you. Maybe yeah. I'll have you present. Don't even that. joke about yes! that. Oh, don't yes! Don't do that. No, Dwight, don't do that. Finally. You're yeah. everything that Baselli's not. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell them all the stories that you, how you've helped me. All right. Make sure you, yes. you get it all out there. All right. We appreciate you doing this, man. Yes, sir. It is time for this week's edition of Stia Gats, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And, of course, all lines are courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings. Week 7 in the college football season. Week 6 in the NFL season. We go to college first, of course. 1-6-1 a week ago. My apologies. 22-15-1 for the season. You are welcome. We go to Kansas, Oklahoma first. Oklahoma 
is minus nine at home. Take it on the Jayhawks. Jayhawks are a good football team. Oklahoma has been playing some of the worst football in the country. I have Oklahoma winning the game, though. They win by a field goal, but Kansas covers the spread. I am taking the Jayhawks plus nine at Oklahoma. USC undefeated plus three and a half on the road at Utah. USC wins the game by a touchdown. Clemson at Florida State. Big game for Clemson. Big game for both teams. Clemson, minus three and a half at Florida State. You need to buy this down to minus three. You buy that half point. Clemson wins by seven points on the road. They cover the spread. Michigan, undefeated. Penn State, undefeated. Monster game. It's being played at the Big House in Ann Arbor, Michigan, minus seven. I want you to buy this down a half point to minus six and a half. Michigan wins the game by 10 points at home. BYU, minus three, taking on Arkansas. I'm telling you, teams go to Provo and sometimes they don't come out alive. BYU is a different team at home than they are on the road. They beat Arkansas by 14 points. Speaking of different teams at home than they are on the road, Florida, the Gators, good at the swamp, minus two and a half against Boudreaux Kelly. That's Boudreaux with an X, Brian Kelly. Uh, Florida wins the game by 10 points at home over LSU. Illinois, plus seven, taking on Minnesota. Minnesota, pretty good. Illinois, also pretty good. Why are they getting seven points at home? They're ranked. They are. I should take Minnesota. I'm not. I'm taking the Illini. Minnesota wins by four. Illinois covers the spread. Week six, NFL, 4-3-1 last week, 19-14-2 for the season. If you have tracked all my picks here, you have made yourself a good deal of money, and you are welcome once again. The Jets, plus 7.5. This is where it all goes to hell right here because I'm starting to believe in my Jets. They are plus 7.5 at the Green Bay Packers. Packers win the game. They win by a field goal. Jets cover the spread. I'm taking Jets, plus 7.5. Bengals at the Saints. Bengals, minus two on the road against the Saints. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, figure out a way to get it done. They get it done. Going to be a ton of LSU fans at the game watching Burrow and Chase. They win it for them. The Bengals win by 10 points on the road. The Ravens, minus five and a half at the New York Giants. Giants, worst four and one team in NFL history. Ravens, maybe the best three and two team in NFL history. The Ravens. Beat the Giants at home. They cover the spread. The Ravens by 10 points at the New York Giants. Vikings are minus three. They're three and a half, actually, at the Dolphins. Dolphins not with Tua playing the third-string quarterback once again. Vikings, a very good football team. It's three and a half. You buy this down to three. Take the Vikings. The Vikings win by seven points on the road in Miami. The Falcons are plus five at home. They're taking on the 49ers. I want you to buy this up to six, by the way. Buy that point. But regardless, I think the 49ers win by a field goal, and the Falcons cover the spread. 49ers win the game, but I'm taking the Falcons plus five at home. We're looking for a bounce-back week in college football, and we look to keep it rolling in week six of the NFL season. Those are the picks this week. Good luck, everyone. Mikey A., I have a question for you. As we wait for Frank Reich, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Mike Golick, senior's friend, okay? Did you ever think after last year's interview with Frank Reich, no. God bless football, that he'd come back on this show no. ever again? No. No. <laughs> you didn't, no. right? No. Never th- I was so surprised right. when you guys told me this was happening. Was it a combination of the questions being asked or 
Was it the fact that he lost five straight games after he came on with us? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. Yes, it was. Yes, all of that. I thought he would. I thought he wouldn't return Golic's phone calls anymore. Right. I, listen, at, at this point, I don't think it's so much the losing the games because I don't. I guess you could say coaches and players can be a bit superstitious, but it's what I fear all the time. It's your questions. It's right. your questions yeah. that end my friendship with these guys that I played <laughs> with and against right. and have built up decades of friendship with that all of a sudden I'm associated with you right. and I am now on the shit list. Yeah. So, what did we do last time? Riker wrong? Riker oh, wrong. Riker wrong. It was classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are yeah. we doing it again? Right. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. <laughs> Wait, what is the nature of your friendship with one Frank Reich? What is the, what is the, I, his is more just the fact that we, you know, played at the same time and such. You know, it, it, right. it, it isn't, it isn't a, a deep friendship. So, okay. um, yeah. I, and not so like, I can ruin it is what you're saying. Not, not like, you know, I'm more like a friend with like Andy Reid type of a person. Right. Uh, I know Frank and I know each other very well as as guys who played against one another and such. But uh, uh, still, you know, there's that mutual respect of former player to coach that we have that usually gets obliterated in an interview like this. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, I'm sorry yeah. in advance. Hey, you're not sorry. Hey, <laughs> sorry in advance. The Golick Family Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We started a YouTube ch- YouTube channel. Look at you. Yes, subscribe to it. Go find it. Mikey, how, hey, hey, how do they find it? I'm bad at that stuff. Just search Sorry in Advance, Golden Family Podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe. We're, we're starting Great to review. Faces to the name. So, uh, you know, we uh, we just had one and we introduced Jackson Golick to the world, kind of a la Lion King, held him up to Simba the style. Timber nice. style, exactly. So, uh, yeah, like Jackson nice. Dart, like that's like with an X. No, no, C- oh. uh, CK Jackson. Okay, yeah, CK S O N. Yeah, nice. so check us out, Frank. What do you make of what's going on here with with some of the referee uh, issues and and rush uh, late hits on the quarterback? That the the hit against Tom Brady was the worst call I've seen in the history of football. Um, yeah, I mean, as a as a former quarterback and a current head coach, how do you feel about all this? You know. I obviously, being on the competition committee, I, I, I work, you know, I, only for one year, but, um, you know, work closely with the officials. You know, my experience has been these guys work very hard. They're trying to get it right. We're all human. We make mistakes. Okay, there are bad mistakes, just like there are bad coaching mistakes and, you know, bad podcasts or whatever. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. N- never on this. Never on this one. Though, right? um, but you know, they're trying to get it right. You know, so I trust the process. Right. And I, the last thing I would say about it is that I do think there's this just human nature tendency to overreact. So you see one thing happen to a a guy and it's hard as an official or as a player or as a coach or as a fan, not to go to the other extreme, but that's what happens all the time. So let me just say, as a former defensive lineman, I overreact. There is no doubt about it that, <laughs> that I over and that the Chris Jones one just blew my mind as well. But yeah. what's interesting is is Troy Aikman in that game said, you know, I hope the competition committee looks at this sooner rather than later. And this is something technically I don't know. You said you're on the competition committee. Can you guys be talk about this during the season? I mean, you're a head coach. You got games to worry about. So. I don't know how it all works. So is there communication with the competition committee like now or during the season where something can be done or do they just automatically wait till after the season? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, 
There is some communication, not a lot. We're, you know, we're not calling a meeting or anything, but there's email communication, updates, discussions. Um, but I think, you know, in season, there are there are things in place that can adapt and adjust more quickly if needed. So um, I, I, I do have a confidence in the league that they're doing a good job of trying to stay on top of it. It's not an easy job, right? I mean, it's not an easy job, but I think we've made a lot of progress. It's never going to be perfect. Um, it's never going to be perfect. The problem is, is that we all, you know, we need it to be perfect. We want it to be perfect. Uh, people's jobs count on it. Uh, people betting a lot of money counting on it, right? People betting a lot of money counting on it. And so when things don't go right, it's we get very emotional, understandably so. Um, I have something that Billy should say. He's not going to say it. I'm putting him in a terrible spot. He's not afraid to ask you, Coach. He's not afraid to say it to you. He's afraid of Golik's reaction to oh, say no. it to you. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't. put you in such a bad spot. Go ahead. Just don't. Well, do no, you're because you're talking, Coach, about, cut, uh, about trusting the process. And I'm a big Rodrigo Blankenship guy, but we didn't trust the process there. One week and boom, he's out of here, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I love Rodrigo. He's a... Uh, I really think he's going to have a successful career. He did a good job for us for, you know, for the time he was here. But, you know, those are the decisions that sometimes you have to make and um, tough decisions. But I, I really and I told Rod when he left, I, I firmly believe that this guy is going to connect, connect somewhere and end up having a long and a good career. It's interesting. Is that a position where you go by feel of, OK, you miss a few or a guy's hot and cold because it seems like that position is changed more than any other. We try not to overreact to it, Mike. You know, we, he missed a couple kicks here and there, but then we'd come back and get, you know, so, you know, Chris and I, we, you know, we kind of try to ride it through. You know, there is a cumulative effect that everything for all, for every player, for every coach, you know, you get some grace here, you get some grace there, but there's always an adding cumulative effect. And then at some at some point, um, decisions get made. So uh, another one that that's been a serious topic. I hate for the you know I'm so Stu's always mad when when I get serious in some questions. No, it's but, okay, Mike. I like but, it. But, Billy Bill, it, Billy asked a hard enough question, yeah. and, and maybe you <laughs> I'm good with that. Okay, it, it's the whole concussion thing going on again. Something you and I dealt with differently when we were playing, and and we all get smarter, and technology gets better, and information gets better. But one of the things that was interesting to me is when the Tua situation came out and a lot of people started jumping on Coach McDaniel saying he should hold them out. Because I've talked to many coaches and you guys have so much on your plate that you'll say, what is the, what do the doctor say? If the doctor say he can go, then I'm going to play him. And I don't mean just for Tua, I mean for any injury. So from your, how you coach a team do you even if the doctor may say yay on something would you possibly hold somebody out or are you one that says hey if the doctor i'm not a doctor if they're clearing him and for whatever injury i'm ready to put him back in the game yeah <clears throat> no i love that question because um i don't think there's an absolute rule okay the way i the way i operate and the way chris and uh, chris ballard and i talk about it is you know we operate according to general principles right so you know there are cases where you could say, hey, you know, I know he's cleared by the doctors, but we're going to keep you down. And why would you do that when the doctors are clearing? Because the doctors don't know the players like we know the players. Right. I mean, the, um, but I'm not a doctor. So if the doctor clears them, who am I to say that the guy can't play? So we're having this, 
conversation the other day and one of the guys said, yeah, it's like you have to just, you have to treat it like it was your son. Would you let your son play? And everybody's reaction to that is, well, yeah, that, that sounds, makes sense. But Mike, you think of it this way. I know this is what I said. If I was 25 years old and I was a player and I had a concussion and my dad called me up and said, hey, Frank, I don't think you should play next week. I would have said to him, hey, dad, I'm a grown man. I'll make up my own mind. So, you know, at what point is it the play, you know, the player hears from the doctor and he's a grown man? Well, that's why I think the best answer, the most logical answer is we got to collaborate together. It's got to be doctor, coach and player. And you got to hold each other accountable. It's got to be a group decision because you could justify any one of those. You could say doctors cleared him. He's good. You could say the player player wants to play. He's a grown man. He knows there's danger. Police police officer puts himself in danger. Entertainers in the circus or wherever put themselves in danger all the time. Let the if that's what the player does, or the coach could justify his answer, yay or nay. So that's why you got to collaborate together. I think. I don't mean this in a players softer today because I get tired of that argument at times. But I know again, I keep going back when we played. Every player would want to go back on the field, and most players want to go back on the field. Are, are you finding in today's game there are more players speaking up? About their about their injuries, or kind of like we were all knuckleheads and just said, "I'm playing, I'm fine, I'm good to go." Give me a couple aspirin, and I, I'm in the game. I think to the players' credit, they're speaking up. You know, they're they're speaking up. They're seeing things, and and some are, and some aren't. It's just it's, that's why it's like you can't. Yeah. You have to say it's case by case. You just it's just hard to say there's a universal, absolute law. So. Um, but I'm finding more and more, and you can say, well, they're softer. I don't know. Maybe they're smarter. Maybe it's softer. I, maybe it, I don't know the answer to that. I, I think the guys are tough today, but, you know, I think maybe they're just getting more information and, uh, and making informed decisions. Well, and in your position, it, mid-game, it's nearly impossible, right? Because you have to just keep coaching. So how do you then go and actually have the conversations with the doctors and the players to make an informed decision? Because you can't kind of keep track of what's going on while the game's happening. There's no doubt. And and that's why that's where, like, in the moment, you just trust the doctors. And in the moment, you know, we have general principles like, hey, a guy like in our Thursday night game, when you saw Naheem Hines get dinged and he stumbled, you know, it was like, OK, I, he's out. You right. know, we were he's done, you know, and there was no conversation. It wasn't like, hey, Doc, is he OK? Is he not OK? Um, he's done. So uh, that's how we try to operate. Uh, Coach, before we let you go, and we appreciate the time. And by the way, we spoke about tradition. Uh, if you if you win this game, uh, you know you have to appear next week until you lose again, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's real ecstatic about that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, you played with this guy. I, I did my top five blo- blocking tight ends of all time in NFL history, and Pete Metzelars was on my list. Um, and people made fun of me. Now, can you like? Do you defend me? Like, come on, help me out here, Coach. He was uh, a he was a. I hope he was number one. I hope he was number one. I hope he was number one. He was number because, three on my list. He was number okay, three. Well, Part was number one, I think. There is absolutely zero question about whether he's in the top five. I yes. Mean, he he's without question in the top five. You and of course you guys know this. When he retired, he at that point in his career had played more games at tight end than anyone in the history of the NFL. And of course there's only one guy who passed him. That's Tony Gonzalez. So um, Pete was a great player, an, an elite blocker at the tight end position for a lot of years. 
Thank you. I know my football. There you go. You know you're blocking tight ends, too. Well done. I, I do. I'm well, he is like my brother. He is like my brother, though, too. So slightly. No, I'm not biased. <laughs> if he wasn't a good blocking tight end, would you tell us? I mean. Uh, no. Well, I would tell you, but he was the best. <laughs> he was. Uh, Coach, we appreciate the time. Uh, okay, if you guys. win, we'll speak to you next week. If not, we'll speak to you next week. <laughs> good deal. Thanks, good deal. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you, Frank. I mean, go look, I was well behaved there. It was Billy who got you. You were. Billy. Shut Billy. Up. <laughs> and I love, and I mean, you don't even let, and I got to defend Billy here. You don't even let him ask the question. You basically fire him under the bus before he even asked the question. I, I got to be honest, something like I, I couldn't hear for a second. I was rattled. Shut up. Shut, shut up. up. Shut up. You are so full I'm of like, shit. oh, my God. Stu's setting this up for when Billy speaks. Frank's going to be like, I don't want to hear what this son of a bitch has to say. So yeah. I, I, I write the message, trust the process. You covered Hugo Blankenship after week one. And then I saw the evil grin on his face and immediately write back, I'm not asking. And then I write right after that, Golik will kill me. And then he says, you should. And then I, I did not respond. And I'm uh-huh. like, Coach, Billy wants to ask you something. Like, <laughs> That's what I meant. He threw you under the bus before you even okay. asked the question. Wow. <laughs> I was having technical issues. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Technically, <laughs> you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. That was your technical <laughs> issue. But but you know what? I mean, you know, to, to the point we were making before he came on, Stu, to the, to the point, obviously, when he was on, they're right in it. I mean, listen. They have to play better because it's been stunning how they've gone through quarterback after quarterback, but they still score a lot of points. If if memory serves, they're the lowest scoring team in the NFL, correct? I have been stunned. I know they've had some injuries on the O-line. I, I get it. But I expected the running, you know, with Jonathan Taylor and that O-line we talked about and Matt Ryan coming in. I'm I have been really somewhat amazed at uh, at the start of their season. Again, plenty of time to make it up. They certainly can do it. Um, but but it's been very, very interesting so far uh, what they have done. Mike, what do you make? I, I want to ask you about a couple of college games quickly. We'll get yeah. you out of here. Uh, what do you make of the uh, situation here with Daniel Snyder and the, uh, and the commanders? I mean, what a mess. I mean, this guy, holy shit. I mean, so this is his way of answering all the shit that's gone on under his watch, it's his team. It's his team. So the shit that's happening is square on his head. And his answer to everything is, I got dirt on all you other motherfuckers, and I'm going to take you all down with me, including the commissioner. I mean, are you kidding me? This is where you go? This guy needs to be gone from this league. Gone from this league. But again, he has to be voted out. By the other owners who now all are are going, oh, okay, I wonder what he has. I mean, it's just like any when anything comes up, when those 256,000 emails came out, how many owners were going, oh, shit, I wonder, you know, what's being said about any of us in there or yeah. any other high official in the league. So you worry about that. So, so now what happens behind closed doors? But this guy, I mean, come on, be done. And, and it's possible because... From what I understand, I'm just gleaning bits of it. You can only carry so much debt as an owner, and he might be over that or in an area of that to where it's another reason to possibly remove him. But man, if they try and do that, what is he gonna? Th- you know, what kind of shit is he gonna throw up on the wall? Right. You know, that's gonna make other owners look bad. 
How nervous is Jerry Jones? I mean, well, I mean, it, when they say owners, including Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones at times has been his own worst enemy, right? With some of the pictures he's been yeah. caught in. I'm not even certain Jerry cares anymore. To be honest, I, I, I'm with you. I know. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how true any of the stuff Dan Snyder says is as far as what he has, like he said, including Roger Goodell. So, and if he's going to get ousted again, he has to be ousted by his fellow owners. Yes. Then Mike, Mike, the worst part about this is you're trying, you want to fix the culture. You want to fix workplace environment. And what you have here is a guy who is not willing to acknowledge what happened under his, under his leadership. Exactly. So he's not willing to talk about it, doesn't want to discuss it. There's no interest in fixing it. What he does have interest in doing is saying, hey, you think I'm bad? Look at these guys over there. They're just yep. as bad. It's and exactly that's how right. we get nowhere. It's how we get nowhere. You are 1,000% correct. It's like instead of looking at the shit going on, I'm going to distract you by telling you what this owner did or this owner did. So if I go down, I'm not going down alone. I mean, my God. I, I Listen. When we used to watch film, it would be where they had a responsibility. Now, every person isn't going to stand up and say, you know, I did it. You know, I'm at fault. They're going to try and get find a way to try and get around it or get out of it. But, I mean, there is just so much packed against this guy. And, he, and you're right. He's taking responsibility for nothing. Yep. For nothing. So, I, I, do, I don't know where this is going to go now that this comes out. But to have this come out, I mean... Man, I, listen, the league has already, in, in times, put themselves in tough situations, especially with some of the worst things out there with the, with the domestic violence and sexual assault and how they've handled things. It already makes you kind of cringe a little bit at times, and then they try and do better, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yet, what do we see? Through all of this, through all of this, what are we going to see? Pack stadiums, high ratings, and high revenue. Yeah. It's not going to change. We haven't found anything, and we've seen some bad shit. We haven't found anything where the, all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, is this league in trouble? We, we, have, we have Amazon Prime signing billion-dollar deals to stream games on Thursdays. I mean, it, it's a money-making machine. And these owners now, all of a sudden, possibly getting threatened to be outed about something, what do they want to protect? I've said this time and time again. In every owner's meeting, there can be the talk of trying something new. And all the owners here, is I go back to the, the Peanuts cartoon, and when they ever play the, 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 the teacher in that, want, 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 they don't hear shit until it's how much money goes in my pocket. Right. That's what they hear. Everything else they almost don't care about, but how much money goes in my pocket. Well said. Uh, quickly, college, uh, Michigan, Penn State. Mike, there's some big games this weekend. I love these de facto oh. playoff games, like elimination games, week six or seven of the college football season. Penn State and Michigan have one of those games. Winner has a good chance of making it to the uh, college football playoff. Loser yep. is out. Uh, I think Penn State's pretty good, Mike. What do you think? I, I do as well. This one's at the big house in Michigan. I think Penn State is pretty good. I, I like Michigan in this game. I like their defense uh, in this game and their, and their running attack. So I'm kind of leaning toward them. I think this is the second time. I think I read it right. The second time in college football where in week, whatever week we're in, week six, I think, um, that three undefeateds are playing one another. Yeah, you know, you have, you have yep, yep. week seven, you have Michigan, Penn State, you have the game Mike's calling, uh, you have um, TCU uh, home to Oklahoma State. 
good Those game. are two undefeateds, and then obviously the big one is Tennessee and Alabama, where I give Tennessee. We'll see if Bryce Young plays. That's huge for uh, for yes. Alabama. Tennessee hits big play after big play. Hooker, their quarterback, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions, not turning the ball over. So that's going to be obviously the game of the week, but we have a few. And now teams are going to – we have a decent amount of undefeateds uh, still, but that's going to start changing. It's going to change this week, obviously, with three games of undefeateds playing one another. We have, what, two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven, or the top eleven are all undefeated. There's more undefeateds, like Syracuse is undefeated and such. But that's going to start going down as these teams start beating one another up. But you're getting some good na- games. And we, I was talking about this earlier. While I get Georgia's up there in Alabama and Ohio State, understood, there are other teams that are closing that gap. Tennessee playing well. USC playing extremely well. Oklahoma State. Mississippi. I mean, so it, it's going to get interesting. As this, this was almost, I really wish this year, guys, that the playoffs were already expanded. Because there's going to be some, now we'll see at the end as they start beating each other up. But there's going to be really good teams left out of the Final Four this year. I know they're trying to get it next year to where they can they can expand the playoffs. But, man, the way teams are playing this year, I would love to see it. Because even, even if Michigan wins and goes on to be in the top four, if that's a close game, who's to say Penn State wouldn't deserve to be in if there was a 12-team playoff where they could meet again or they could still be in it? You know, so uh, it's uh, it's been a been a good year. All right, Mike. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, big it. weekend coming up. What's your Sunday night game again? So people Sunday night know. game is Dallas at Philly. Looking forward to that one. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get to these games here. Uh, I just want to give you the totals after uh, after five weeks here. So Carl is two and two. Decent week. <laughs> He's sporting his Rams. Is that a Rams hat you're wearing? Yes, of course. Okay. He was talking Uh, about me last week. This is the Rams. We have uh, Troy's at two and two, but Troy is gone. Never to come back. Never to be seen again. Uh, K-Funk is 10 and 13. K-Funk, look at you. You motherfucker, man. 10 and 13. Jesus. That's not good. I know, but for for this crew, it's great. I mean, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Jabba is nine and 14. The coin, Jabba, the last couple of weeks, but okay, right? Uh, you know what? I, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just like, you know, it does its own thing. It's going to have good weeks. It's going to have bad weeks. <laughs> uh, Chris is 8-15, and 15, and Mojo, the spread master, is not here because he's getting married in Italy, is also 8-15. and 15. Uh, Mojo had a rough week last week. Mojo was 0-4 last week. So uh, the spread master is tied for last with Chris Gronkowski. Uh, Chris, feel free to talk about the spread master behind his back when he's not here. Yeah, that is that is the greatest news I've heard all day. <laughs> hey, Chris, you realize you're also 8-15, though, okay? Yeah, but he's talked so much trash, and now he's in last place. Hey, Stu, guys, I do, I do have a, a special guest here with me. The cardboard cut out of mojo. Cut out of mojo. <laughs> Wait, so who's going to make mojo's picks for him? How are we going to do this? I know he, he says him in. He is right here. I think the piece is enhanced, so we'll keep that out of the screen there. All right. By the way, everyone last week was two and two except for Mojo. That's the part, Chris, that you like. Everyone was two. Everyone was two and two, (laughs) just like the NFL, where everyone's two and two, (laughs) three and two, two and three. uh, But Mojo was zero and four. So is it the first time in the NFL that they've had that? Was fourteen teams that were two and two? 
something like that. It, it's weird. It's a weird year. You have one undefeated team, the Eagles, five and zero. You have two four and ones in that same division with bad quarterbacks, the Giants and the Cowboys, uh, and then everyone else seems like they're three and two, two and three, something like that. So. Uh, and Tom Brady says it's lousy football that he's watching. <laughs> and he was lousy- like, how can you how can you question Tom Brady? Right. Lousy football that he's watching or is it lousy football that he's actually yeah. playing? He, well, that's that's a fair point. I mean, he has over 700 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions last two games. He's he's oh, no, defense sucked. But yeah, right. Uh, he will be by next season the all time leading passer for the Bucks. <laughs> wow. Are you serious? Yes. Yep. Wow. It's crazy, right? Holy cow. I know. It's nuts. Uh, all right. We have to uh, let's get to this week's games, guys. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Let's go. Uh, Ravens at the Giants. Ravens minus five. I will start with Chris here. Chris, go ahead. Wow. Wow. What a start. Yeah, uh, man. I'm going to that that streak for the Giants is ending. So I'm going with Ravens here. All right, let's go to Mojo. The cardboard cut out of Mojo first on Ravens Giants, uh, and perhaps that will change. He's taking the Ravens. Chris, does that change your mind at all? No, I mean he went zero and four. He's got a bounce back week. Okay, so, <laughs> it's a very good theory right there. I like that. Why does it look so weird that he's like hugging him and right behind him, like he's he's trying to get after it? <laughs> he looks like he's giving him a massage. <laughs> he's rubbing his nipple right now. Nipple play, nipple play. <laughs> All right, K Falk, who are you taking? Not the cardboard cutout. Who are you taking? Uh, I'm gonna. I I don't. Mojo's one in seven in the last two weeks. Uh, I'm gonna take the Giants. All right, so. Uh, we have K-Funk with the Giants. Carl Douglas, Ravens, minus five at the Giants. Who you going I, with? I believe in Dayball, man. I'm taking the Giants and the points. Yeah, Dayball. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Jabba's coin here. Jabba, heads is Ravens, tails is Giants. Flip it. Tails. All right, you have the Giants. You love Dayball, too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My let's, coin does. All right, get back. Uh, K-Funk, get back behind the sign. Here we go. Behind the cardboard cutout. Uh, Patriots at Browns. Browns are minus three. Patriots starting to play better uh, the last couple of weeks. Zappi, decent quarterback. Belichick loves beating teams with a guy named Bailey Zappi. It's what he does. So Browns (laughs) minus three at home against the Patriots. Who is Mojo taking? I'm taking the points. I'm taking the Patriots. (laughs) Okay. You have the Patriots. Let's go to... uh, Let's go to K-Funk. K-Funk, who are you taking here? I'm fortunately going to agree with Mojo here. I'm going to take the Patriots also. All right. Uh, let's go to Chris. Chris, who do you have here? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it as well. That's um, a starting quarterback that Belichick knows well, so – I'm going. I'm going. Patriots here. You got. I listen. Carl Douglas is a smart man. I know exactly what he's doing here. Carl, go ahead. I think now the league has tape on Zappy. Yes. So I'm taking the Browns. That a boy. That's how you do it. All right, Job. Is that going ready? Heads Patriots, tails Browns. Go ahead. Tails. All right, you have the Browns. <laughs> Look at you. You're just taking Carl's advice. I mean, it's the coin. No, I'm literally the, the coin. Yeah. I'll show right. it to you, so you guys don't think I'm lying. No, we don't think you're lying. We trust you. <laughs> you're going to give us no baseball. Nothing. I mean, you're an asshole. You know that. <laughs> Be a perfect time to talk about it, but unless that, uh, nope, not going to happen. Jabba, his ear was glowing. It's called sweat. Right. You, you've never been good at anything, so you wouldn't know that that's what <laughs> happens when you, you, you're you competing. 
I'm good at negotiating. You've been doing this for free for a year and a half. I mean, oh. <laughs> hey. Wow. All right. Wow. You I'm going to Java just left. <laughs> Java, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you just, you tossed it up for me, man. <laughs> Java, he panicked a little bit. All right, uh, here we go. So where were we? Uh, did did uh, K-Fuck make a pick here? Yeah. yeah. All Patriots, right, everyone's second game. So we have Cardinals at Seahawks here. Cardinals minus two and a half. Take it on the best quarterback in the NFL, Geno Smith. Uh, let's go to uh, Carl Douglas here. Uh, Cardinals minus two and a half, Carl. The magic has to run out at some point. I'm taking the Cardinals are giving up the points. Okay, cards giving up the points. Let's go to uh, Chris Gronkowski here. Chris, who are you taking? I'm going opposite of Mojo here. Oh, shit, I forgot Mojo. Mojo, make your pick oh, first, oh, Carl. Oh, your... Carl, feel this... free to change yours after Mojo makes his. Go ahead, Mojo. This pick is sponsored by my fake biceps at M Sculpt. I will take the Cardinals. All right, so <laughs> taking the Cardinals. <laughs> M Sculpt. Uh, Carl, do you want to uh, do you want to change your pick? I got the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoever they're playing, uh, the Seahawks, right? Yeah. You're taking the Seahawks. (laughs) K-Funk, who are you taking? Whoever they're taking. I'm going to take the the Seahawks as well at home. (laughs) All right, Java, here we go. Heads, Cardinals. Tails, Seahawks. Flip it. Heads. All right. You have the, uh, the Cardinals. All right, let's go to uh, Bills at Chiefs. We'll go to Mojo here. The cardboard cutout of Mojo. Uh, Bills, I mean, game of the weekend. First time Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog at home in his entire career. Think about that. That is insane. Bills minus two and a half. uh, Game of the weekend here. And we go to uh, Mojo first. Mojo, go ahead. Mojo looks distraught. (laughs) I'm taking the Chiefs. All right, taking the Chiefs. Uh, well, he looks. To- con- he actually looks constipated, like he's trying really hard, and just <laughs> he doesn't know what's going to happen. <laughs> trying to figure out who's getting the points. <laughs> <laughs> Eight and fifteen, zero and four last week. Uh, let's go to uh, Chris Gronkowski. Who are you taking here, Chris? And I'm, I'm going Bills Mafia here. Bills Mafia all day. All right, you're taking the Bills. K Funk, who are you going with? Uh, Josh Allen, man. I'm taking the Bills. Wow, uh, Carl Douglas, you're a smart man. I already know where Carl's going here. Josh Allen, Josh Allen can't win a close game. I'm taking the Chiefs and the points. Are you kidding me? The Chiefs and the points, Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, but a hot take on Josh Allen as well. I love you, Carl Douglas. You come back every week, bring friends. He can't win a close game. Look at the record. He wouldn't (laughs) blowouts only. You're right. I'm with you. Let's go uh, to Jabba's coin here. Heads, Bills, Tails, Chiefs. Flip it. Tails. All right. You have the Chiefs. Wow. Uh, all right, final game here. We'll go to Mojo, the cardboard cutout of Mojo. This is ridiculous. Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is the part of the show that's ridiculous. Eagles minus four and a half, undefeated at home, taking on Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys, who are four and one. Uh, Eagles look to be the best team in football. Uh, let's go to uh, Mojo first. Mojo, who uh, who's Mojo taking here? We're going Philadelphia Eagles here, boys okay. and girls. All right. Uh, let's go to K-Funk. K-Funk, who are you taking? I'm opposite Mojo. I will take the Cowboys. Okay, let's go to uh, Carl Douglas. Carl, who are you taking? 
this is a fantasy league conflict for me because I have both Dallas and the Eagles defense in my two fantasy leagues. Oh, man. But I'm going to take the Eagles and give up the points. There you go. I like the Eagles defense this week at home against Cooper Rush. He threw for 116 yards last week. Uh, <laughs> let's go to uh, Chris Gronkowski. Who are you taking here, Chris? I'm going to I'm going to go Eagles here. OK, you're taking the Eagles. Uh, what's going on with your brother? He's coming back soon. We're getting close, right? I mean, some, no, no a couple more weeks, a couple right. more weeks. Thanks for the intel. I had Whenever him last I year. I did well with him last year. Do you want to bail on Troy and have Carl represent him moving forward? I mean, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, he's, um, I don't think he needs a lawyer yet. Okay. Right. Let me go. know when, baby. Let me know when, let me know when. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Carl. All right, here we go. Uh, Jabba, you ready? Yep. Heads, Cowboys, tails, Eagles. Flip it. Tails. All right, you have the Eagles. I think you and Carl have every game. Like, pick, pick the same. Uh, it's a, yeah. That's a sign, by the way. Just absolutely, in case. Baby, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Brains yeah. and fate. Brains and fate at the same time. It has to be that way. <laughs> Job, I feel bad about that line. I'm sorry, man. It was just, I mean, <laughs> I do what I don't. I mean. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't. No, you don't. Purposes, it was needed no, you don't. It was fun. <laughs> no, you don't. You're going to tell Dan that line as soon as you get off the line. You'll be telling that line. <laughs> Carl Douglas, who I've never met before, knows me better than I know myself. Actually, I met him once in studio. I take that. Yes. Back. Yes. <laughs> but he knows me better than I know myself. Uh, <laughs> the cardboard cutout of Mojo. Do you want to promote anything? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Really? Right, well, Chris wants promotion. So what are you going to do? I mean, oh, that's that's shocking. I'm actually Ice Shaker. Shocking. Ice Shakers back on the shelves, boys and girls. IceShaker.com. Hey, check it out. The fifth year Shark Tank anniversary going down. We actually have a five year anniversary box wow. signed by Rob. There's only 50 of them dropping Saturday at noon. So check it out. Yo, Chris, you're better without Mojo here. You are better hey, that without bad, Mojo. You're, you're more confident without Mojo here. I can't talk when Mojo's here. I'm <laughs> intimidated by him. Wait, Chris, would you prefer the cardboard cutout of Mojo every week as opposed to the actual Mojo? I've enjoyed this week. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, hey, I will say, Mark. Mark Cuban gave uh, gave you a big shout out the other day. I saw that. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Chris. Next week. Come All on. Right. Let's see what I can do. Hey, the best law firm on the West Coast, Douglas Hicks Law. There you go. <laughs> that a boy, Carl. Yeah. All right. So, Chris, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. I'll tell Cuban it's the, the Dan Levitard show with Stugatz. He's been on a thousand times. Just say Stugatz. He doesn't like Dan. Okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how, who I can get. But um, yeah, I guess I gotta gotta help help out the crew now that uh, Mojo's gone. Can't bring. Uh, but hey. hey Hey, can you can you help out uh, a sixteen year old son that needs an ice shaker that you've been saying for the last six months that he could get one? Damn, yeah, at icehaker.com. I'll bet you Cuban could hook that up. (laughs) (laughs) Give me an address. Uh, K Funk, you're gonna bring Verlander, right? I mean, he's not busy or anything, so. Yeah, he's not busy. <laughs> uh, uh, it's your boy, though. Uh, Java, uh, I, I can't ask Java for anything. <laughs> okay, sorry, Java. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeter. <laughs> Come on, Java. Until it says God bless baseball, I'm not doing nothing for you anymore. Okay. <laughs> but this, next week. You'll talk, I'll talk to you next week. Though, okay, right? I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.